Hello, folks, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. My name is Gabriel. These are my co-hosts, Kevin. Hello. And Chris. Hello. Last week, we talked to y'all a little bit about 7.2 dropping and all the associated new content that was coming out with it. This week, we'll be talking about 7.2 dropping and about everybody's favorite stalling tactic that Blizzard just absolutely loves, gating. If gating persists for more than four weeks, please contact your customer services representative and find out if gating is right for you. And with that, the hype train has been derailed, so let's go to Kevin and Chris at ACTC News Chopper 5 above the scene. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing, buddy? How was uh, the week for you? I'm doing well, Chris. Uh, got into the, <clears throat> the night hold. Sorry about that. And did some heroic. We got down Krosis. And hey. yay, yeah. We got some more DPS in our guild now. So what are you that's at? Awesome. Uh, what are you at? Uh, heroic now. Right now we are at four out of however uh, 10. Four out of four ten. Out of 10? Not bad. Not bad, my man. Not bad. Yeah. Um, also got into the Broken Shores, unlocked the new traits on my artifact weapon. That was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, w I was in there the first day when the uh, scaling to the eye level was a bit ridiculous, and I was taking more damage from regular mobs like getting to a boss than I was from the boss itself, so that was interesting. I'm glad they tuned that. Um, also, yesterday I did some arena runs with LB with my holy priest and he said to me hey do you notice how we're up against no other holy priests and i'm like yep but um we actually had a pretty awesome tactic where i didn't do this on purpose but i would die and just continue to heal him and as long as he got one of them down he was just able to 1v1 whoever was left and we won a bunch of arena matches you got carried so, <laughs> i definitely yep. got carried by mr lb got carried yeah, so Chris, when you're in an arena with your demon hunter, watch out for the survival hunters. I think oh, trust he is me, the I one know. with the trap. Trust me, yeah. I know. <laughs> he uh he trapped a few demon hunters and I just watched him just go ham on them. It was awesome. So that was pretty fun. And you know, I'll I'll have a, a thing later about uh, mages. I'll talk about that in the don't do this. Um, I also downloaded, installed, and am starting to play with Trade Skill Master because I am trying to... Uh, my my goal is to pay for my sub with gold. Um, we'll see if I can actually reach that goal or not, but um, I definitely I, I, have some stuff to talk about on that. I just feel like you're going to be spending way more time playing the auction house than you are going to yeah. actually play the game. I completely agree. You're going to spend more time playing the game to actually pay for the game then you're going to actually play the game for the enjoyment we'll of the game we'll see about that um, um i oh. i was intrigued because i started playing some albion online and that game is heavily uh crafting and gold and auction house focus so i'm trying to bring some of that into wow and make some gold on the auction house all right, you're uh, you 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 are nowhere near the the level of an undermine goblin, but nope. um, we'll uh, we'll see how you do in a month. Yeah, in fact, okay. we'll see how you do in a week. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Chris, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing very well. I'm very very happy. Uh, we're progressing more through the nighthold. We got Star Augur down, and we got Spellblade to twenty percent this week. So You're still, still having trouble with Spellblade. I see. Still having trouble with Spellblade, but that's because she's a fucking whore. But we got her to twenty percent, so we're getting there. Um, so we're five out of ten currently, and we just got a 
crap ton of new players from a mythic raiding guild uh, that have joined us because they're one of their officers is crazy power hungry. So that's fun. We got some new players. Uh, okay. Um, we've been testing out Heroes of the Storm 2.0, which I'm mega excited about. There's a lot of good things coming. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, on that, real quick, um, I did find out why we were having so many issues when we were trying to play. What was it yesterday? Yes. What was it? Um, there was a uh, maintenance downtime. Right, okay. There was an unannounced them. maintenance. Yeah, there was an unannounced maintenance downtime while we were doing there. So we're sitting there opening loot crates uh in heroes and all of a sudden we just start disconnecting randomly and neither of us can figure it out. Which weird that to say fun. loot crates and heroes, but that's what's coming. Aww. We're getting loot it's so the game is more free to play than it's ever been with this update coming. You can actually just play the game to get skins and voice lines and stuff like that very similar to overwatch and i'm very excited for it i think it's gonna be a massive change and it's gonna be a great change for the game all right uh anything else go on for the week uh i did the silly thing and i bought the hearthstone pre-order pack on my us account stupid fuck i know i'm stupid but blizzard can have my stupid. money because i'm mega excited for the expansion uh because stupid. i know i know Here's the thing. I've realized this in the last couple of weeks. I play World of Warcraft more on my European account, but I play Starcraft, Diablo, Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, and Hearthstone more on my US account purely because stuck with us. my because I'm stuck with you specifically. Yep. Um, and a lot of my European friends don't really play the games anymore. But from what I got when I came in tonight, my uh, one of our tanks who actually gave us a feedback for uh, this week's topic uh not tank sorry one of our dps actually gave us feedback for this week's topic said to me that he's gonna he wants to get back into heroes and wants to nuke the hell out of ranked so he can get diamond and master this season so i think i'm gonna be playing a little more heroes in, U in europe which i'm excited for because i have so many okay. skins and stuff so i'm excited i'm having i'm looking forward to it i'm having fun all right well um at the very least you know your us account will still be ahead you'll, you'll still be in a pretty good state with how the loot crates and everything are going to work once that goes live. Yeah, because I'm like, most of my tunes are level 7, 8 or above in Europe. But most of them in the US are like 5 or lower. And I'm still missing 9 heroes that I haven't touched at all. So I've got a good advantage on US to get some more customization stuff than I do in Europe. But on Europe, we'll I actually have a lot of them anyway, so. Yeah, well, see, there you go. All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about for uh, your week? Nope, that's my week. It's been a really good week, and I'm very buzzed. Oh, I played StarCraft with you. We had a lot of played fun. A little bit of, played a little bit of StarCraft with me. You I got suck. very frustrated. You got very frustrated. It's okay. I suck really, really hard. I never realized this. I haven't played StarCraft in a very long time. Jumping back in um, was fun, but frustrating. But you helped it's, me it's, a lot. I'll say that. You helped me a lot. It's a skill you have to get back into. Um, was it frustrating? <laughs> so my week was I was angry at gating and angry at Blizzard over the gear store clearance sale, which we're going to go over a little bit later, probably towards the end of the show. Um, I, I, I was seething with rage at uh, the gear store clearance sale. Um, Kevin and Chris were on discord our discord server with me yeah, um, was for most of the most of the five hours i was sitting there hitting the refresh button 
Yeah, when I had to get up for work the next day at uh, 2.45 in the morning, that was real fun. I never um, have seen you on that late at night. I usually am not on that late at night anymore no, with, was, with my work schedule. It was very weird, but it was also very funny at the same time to just see you raging that hard. Yeah, yes, I don't usually <laughs> rage. That's the thing, is I usually don't really rage hard. Yeah, you're an asshole, but you're very calm about your assholeness. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> is that the one you were going for? I think that's um, the best way to put it. Yeah, assholishness. Um, Ash, you keep saying Ash, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on to something else now. I'm gonna move away from you mispronouncing words, uh, because uh, the Scottish aren't really people. Um, hey, um, so not even gonna bite, not even gonna bite, not even gonna bite, not even gonna bite, not even a little bit. Um, so. Yeah, I just got real pissed off at the uh, the clearance sale. Uh, mostly because I'd originally I was I originally had like a hundred bucks I was gonna spend. I had like a hundred bucks I was gonna spend. It was money I had been saving up for a couple of different reasons, and it was just also like my little rainy day fund. It was just like, oh, you know, I'll do something. I'll I'll take my wife out for lunch or something one day, or, or we'll go see a movie and get dinner or something. Uh, and I was like, I will buy her Blizzard related crap because hey, it's on clearance. It's seventy percent off. I got so pissed off, I called like 70 bucks worth of stuff out of my cart because I was just so upset. I was just so frustrated more than anything. I wasn't really upset. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll go over that a little bit deeper uh, later in the show. Um, and I also regret doing World Quests with Kevin earlier today. That was a spectacular, spectacular mistake. You loved it. That was a mistake, and it is a mistake I'm never going to continue committing. I'm Chris, sorry. Loved I, loved, I love the fact that your rainy day fund to take your wife out for a nice lunch or dinner went towards Blizzard stuff. Well, well, I will tell you, my wife also plays Blizzard games, and she's been playing Blizzard games for a long time also. So I got her a messenger bag, uh, the refreshing spring uh, water water bottle, um, the and the plushes, the the Wind Rider and the Griffin Cub plushes that come with the in-game pets. She is cuckoo for in-game pets. So spoiler alert. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it was it was a good little gift, and you know her birthday was uh, just last month. It was only like two or three weeks ago. So, uh, some of this was just like, oh hey, this is extra stuff in addition to everything else I already did for your birthday. Have fun. So screw you, Ke uh, Chris, for trying. Actually, I almost called you Kevin for a second there. That's the bigger insult right there. That's so the I almost bigger called you Kevin. insult, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so screw you for trying to, you know, turn a sweet sentiment, you know, doing something nice for my wife into me being a dick because I spent my rainy day fund on Blizzard gear. Fuck you, sir. Well, I hope she likes the plushie instead of going out to lunch. Uh, she will. I can tell you that right now, she's going to okay. like the plush more than she likes lunch, because the plush at least <laughs> lasts. All right. Uh, so, gentlemen, uh, Kevin, uh, we're going to do a little bit of listener feedback. I, I hear we had a little bit of social interaction this week, which is shocking, because we are like <laughs> social pariahs, apparently, and completely awkward. So, what kind of conversation did we have this week? Uh, yeah, we had some conversation. First of all, starting off with LB's Corner. Um, I asked LB for comment on the podcast last week, and he basically said he didn't have much. Um, he said he still said that you guys did not present a convincing argument that uh, disc priests were shit. So he was still kind of salty about that. Oh, okay. In my defense, I went and I 
rolled as disc yeah, for the better like, part my, of last week. My priest and what happened? Discipline as well on Europe. So I I went and rolled as discipline for the entire for most of the week. I did all of LFR as disc, and I did a couple of heroics as disc. Uh, questing was fine. Questing was fun as hell as disc. Was that was easy as disc. It was cattle. easy. It's it's a it's a joke. Okay, so now not I wouldn't quite put it that far, but questing was easy. It was it was not bad. The only problem I had with disc is that it really lacks an effective AOE mechanic um, to just nuke stuff okay. down. Uh, besides, what is it? Holy Nova, I think they have. No, they yeah. have Holy Nova. I don't know. Uh, no idea. Uh, that shows you just how forgettable disc was. Elby, <laughs> sorry, um, but I went and I tried to heal Betrayer's Rise. Uh, so Gul'dan on LFR, and I did all of Nighthold as disc. And oh my god, I am like I don't have a polymath. I'm not a polymath, and I don't have a master's degree in applied mathematics and uh, engineering. So I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um, and I'm sitting there <laughs> trying to heal, and it's like okay. So for this first time on Gul'dan, I'm going to use like the casted bubble and see how that works. That went terribly. Second time, I tried to go just straight atonement. That worked terribly. Third time, I tried to do just shielding, like using my shield and trying to like off heal and things like that and do all this crap. I was like, no, still didn't freaking work. Well, so how I, much DPS did you have when you were using atonement? Um, I was doing like 175k, 200k, something like that. Should have been healing decently well then. It was somewhere between like 150 and 200. I don't remember yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you need to remember also comes down to him being able to spread the atonement buff, and especially if he's not used to it. And again, yeah. this is this is one of my arguments about discipline being good or bad. It comes down to uh, how well knowledge and how masterful of the spec you are. If you know the spec through and through, even with the rework, you're gonna do really really well, and you're gonna be a solid healer. But if you're... It's not friendly to starting it out. No, it is not no. a very friendly spec. It doesn't have a great learning curve. That's one of the biggest issues. It's such a dramatic change from the discipline we've had since Burning Crusade. Bear in mind, discipline has been shields and heals since Burning Crusade. And this is the biggest change we've had to discipline since that time. It's not a great spec. It's not a great learning curve. It's... If you know the spec through and through, you're amazing at the spec, and you do great damage, you do great healing, but for someone who's still on that learning curve, it's a very mediocre and very middle ground spec. That's just it, a fact. Uh, to me, to me, okay, so I've healed as disc before. I did all of Wrath as disc when I healed. As my I've been Desolence as Burning Crusade. Uh, and that was specifically because ICC had so many mechanics you could just completely ignore with Discipline Priest just shielding the entire raid, pretty much. Sendragosa, um, for example. Sendragosa. Um, Lich King Oh, God, Sarfang. Sendragosa, Lich Fang, Lich, uh, Sarfang, Lich King. They, they were all fights that you could get around a lot of mechanics or ease the mechanics by just shield blanketing the entire raid. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm familiar with Disc. I'm familiar with the, the classical spec of Disc. Um, and the old disc was like what's the best way to put it? It, was, it was it was like playing super mario brothers 3 you know you just run right ultimately <laughs> all you do is run to the right um and ultimately with old disc it was just press your shield button when it's off cooldown that's it watch your global cooldown and just keep spamming shields um 
while New Disc feels like Eve Online or like Dark Souls, it's got that really, really, really huge learning curve with that massive drop in it. But once you get it, I, I, I can see that it's gonna. I can see that it's a good spec. I can see that it's a fun spec. It is um, a solid just, spec. It, it's just that there's like that really steep drop off where it's like, oh god, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. So it's not, LB, it's not that we're saying that disc is a bad spec. Yes, it does perform underneath most of the other healing specs. Uh, I was, uh, paladins, druids, and monks are ahead of discipline. That is just a fact in numbers. So it does underperform comparative to the other healing specs. Does that make it a bad healing spec? No, because it is still effective. It's still effective at what it does. You know, if, if you take one or two disc priests into, you know, your 30 man or your 25, if you, well, what is it? How many healers do you have in a mythic group? Uh, usually uh, for a mythic, it's one for, one for every five people, usually. So it's five healers. So you take a single disc priest and you're not going to like nerf yourself specifically. Okay. Uh, especially if you have one of the more broken healers, like you have your druid or um, monk. Monk. You have your druid or your monk, where they're a little bit stronger than the uh, than average, so you know it kind of balances out. Plus, you get the addition of the DPS thrown into it. It's not a bad spec. You're not nerfing yourself playing the spec. It's a good spec. It's fun. The problem is, is that it's not a spec that is friendly to somebody who is coming from a direct healing or a hot healing spec. Or even coming from the original Discipline Shields and Heals spec. Yeah. Um, so, I, 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 my argument with you, LB, is not that it's a bad spec. It's good, but it's still the bottom of the barrel, almost, when it comes to healing specs. I think Shaman's below them, just. Possibly. I'm not positive. But it's not that it's a bad spec, it's that the spec has its issues. Um, in terms of learnability and ease of use. Uh, yeah, I I agree with that sentiment. It's not a bad spec. It's just the learning curve is so high that if you're a master of the spec, you're great at it. If you're still learning the spec, you're middle ground at best. All right. I think we've exhausted this topic. For three weeks. Probably. For three whole fucking yeah. weeks. Yes. <clears throat> um. So, Ke uh, Kevin, I know Doug had some comments for us. Why don't you go ahead and uh, mention that? Yeah, so Doug actually jumped in game earlier today and was giving us some feedback about the podcast. And when asked for comment, he said it put him to sleep on the couch. And he was he was quite happy taking a, a quick snooze in his day, um, listening to the dulcet tones of our voices. Yay, yep. we're dulcet and boring. That's... Yay, we're <laughs> we. So um. So just a heads up, uh, if anybody out there works for like Pfizer or GlaxoSmithKline or anybody like that, or is we a are a hard sleeping tablet. We're good for that. We are a <laughs> fantastic sopaphoric <laughs> agent. So just, you know, communicate with us. We'll see if we can, you know, kind of like license the technology to you. We'll do what we can. All right. Um, so, uh, Kevin, I know we had some sh I know you had some shout outs. You want to do uh, give a holler at some people. Yeah, so we've been taking a look at the uh, SoundCloud um, listener stats because, you know, we like to do that and like to see who's listening and where they're listening from. You know, to see um, if we actually have listeners. Well, yeah. most of that, we know that 99% of our listeners are actually bots, but <laughs> it it seems like those bots are actually from the U.S., you Australia, U.K., and Israel. 
So, so that one person that's so you right here, you yeah, you. I'm talking to you right now. You're not a bot. You're cool. We like that's what you. you are. You're a good. You're person. cool. You're cool. Yeah, that's what that's you are. The three of you that are listening. Yeah. Wait. There's so, only three of us. There's three of us in here. Damn. So if you're not a bot and you know you're from those countries or other countries, let us know. Give Hello. us a shout out on Twitter. What's going on, guys? Uh, we had no email because apparently email is a dying format. Um, so screw email. Uh, Gmail can go to hell. Please don't, please don't send the murder bots after me to Google. Please don't send the <laughs> murder bots get, after me. We didn't get anything on Twitter either. Okay. Uh, but, so uh, what's this big block of junk I have sitting in front yes, of me? So uh, because we didn't get anything on Twitter, I'm the one that usually looks at our Twitter account. I decided to take it upon myself to ask some of my guildies their opinion on this week's topic. <laughs> Uh, so obviously this, you. I know, uh, you know, I'm I'm not just a pretty face. I do have some smart ideas sometimes. So there, there's a pretty face. Oh, I hate you. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get anything as far. So I took it upon myself to ask some of my European guildies what their opinion is on our topic. And this week's topic is gating, good or bad. So from one of our DPS this week, uh, Major, he said, uh, I don't mind uh, gated content since I know there's content to do. Uh, it's just not happening at once. I don't feel rushed uh, to get through the content, and there's, you know, once it does come out, there's more to do. I that's kind a, of understand good, that opinion. It's a valid opinion. That's, that's, that's a good valid opinion, and uh, honestly, it's something we'll delve a little bit more into uh, when we get into the challenge this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Furlax, one of my druid healers, says, uh, depending on what is being gated, that's my biggest issue. Uh, how 7.2 is gated, it's not some, it's something that he's okay with, He's okay with having to you know wait a couple of weeks to get through more content, but he didn't like how big the Nighthold was gated, considering it was a launch tier, but it didn't come out until very later in the expansion cycle. That's what, uh, two months in, three months in, it's longer than that. It oh no, it was almost five. So it's like five, almost six. January right. it came out, so yeah, it was five, almost six months before it came out. Oh, considering Jesus. it was a launch tier, it was in the game at launch. Everything was ready to go at launch. It didn't come out until five, six months after the expansion launched. He feels like it's more of a separate tier rather than a part of the launch tier. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Uh, and Nikorar, one of our, again, our healers, a monk healer, uh, she says that she's okay with gated content when there is enough to do with the content that's being gated. But uh, don't like, she doesn't like it in 7.2 since she was able to clear the content in an hour to an hour and a half. It's something like more content being gated isn't a great thing if it takes away from having a lot of content to do in the one sitting. Yeah, and I think I think ultimately when we get down to it, I think that's probably going to be our argument when we go in through the challenge part of this probably, week. Probably, yeah. It's probably going to be very close to what we're going to talk about. Um, so thank you, everybody, uh, especially those people that uh, Chris forced uh, to interact with us. I didn't um, force. I just asked what their opinion was. Um, thank you. We love to... We love questions. Questions, if you have a question, we'd love to answer it or we'd love to talk about it because... If nothing else, we'll help put you to sleep. Um, So in the news this week, Kevin, uh, what is going on, my man? What's going on this weekend? What's the the events? So this week, there's two events. Or, you know, what's been going on this week and what will end on Tuesday is the Pet Battle bonus week. So 
you have a chance to get double XP for or 200% XP for pets. And Drugon the Frost-Blooded is the world boss, and I just killed him today. Um, there's also another like world quest up right next to him for another like boss, and we actually pulled both during the kill. Yeah, I did that um, too. So get um, double the fun on the world him, boss this week. Him on four characters, got nothing. And also, you know, for the pet battle bonus week, if you do the very stupid quest, which is use their in-game matchmaking to PvP battle your pets, you get an ultimate battle training stone when you complete it in season three or five. Fights. Here's a question I, I, for that for that weekly: Do you have to win, or do you just have to play? I believe it's win. I believe it's right, win. Well, I'm definitely not doing that because I will not win. Yeah. Um. So, and that rewards you an ultimate battle training stone, which automatically levels a pet to level 25, and I think it makes it rare. Also, I don't remember. Um. But now, if you're if you're still building your stable for doing the whaling caverns and the challenge mode whaling caverns, now's the time to do it while you still have a little bit of extra bonus XP. Um. Uh, next week, Chris, what is going on? What's going on, my man? We're back to one of my favorite events, and as always, my favorite events are the Time Walker events. Burning Crusade Time Walkers kicks off as of uh, Wednesday next week. Uh, so if you are trying to build up for those Time Walker mounts, you're wanting that uh, Jade Serpent mount from the Pandaria Time Walkers, you just need a couple more badges. Jump straight in, get some Burning Crusade Time Walkers done. A good catch-up mechanic, and in the future they're even looking at upping the eye level for Time Walker dungeons. And I believe yep, it's if you point, yep. I believe it's if you complete four or five, I can't remember if it's four or five, uh, you will get some uh, gear from doing the weekly quest. Uh, and uh, just for those of you who are very confused, when he said Wednesday, that is EU, and it's a uh, Tuesday for in the US in the North American realms. My apologies. I'm so used to everything being on Wednesday. No, it's okay. That's okay. It's it's we're an international podcast, as evidenced by the number of bots listening to us from it's all been, over the world. It's been Wednesday for twelve years for me. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. So, uh, what else is going on? What else do we have coming up next week? Starting next week, we have the first of the PvP brawls uh, kicking in. We've got the Arapi Basin Blizzard event, uh, which will okay. last for two weeks, and that event is where you have a normal Arapi Basin match. The water in the middle is frozen over and it's a blizzard, uh, a snowstorm going on. So you have reduced vision and it's a lot harder to see things, but it's essentially just a Rathi Basin with the water frozen over and reduced vision. It looks like a lot of fun. It's a two week long event. Now, I'm going to I'm going to mention something. I, I put down two weeks within the notes. I'm not positive because the calendar does not list a end date as far as i the know event. they they said that the bra the pvp brawls will be two week long events so if it's kicking yes. off next week it will be two weeks i would assume but that's assume. based on what they said and you know what happens when you make assumptions it makes an ass out of me and you yada yada exactly yada. okay so this is based on what they've said they have said in the past the brawls will be two week long events not like uh overwatch and heroes where it's a week uh wild brawls should be two weeks but that could change. They haven't. This is the first one. It could change. We don't know. But it's, right. we'll go for two weeks as the baseline for now. All right. So uh, we also have the Dark Moon Fair starting back up. Actually, in fact, that should be starting up uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow uh, April the second or April the third, depending on uh, where in the world you are. It should still be the second. It'll take over for regions. Yeah, it'll take over by regions exactly. Yeah, whatever. I'm trying to explain time travel, okay? It's not easy. Well, you're okay? silly for thinking that you, regions work like that. It's it's time travel. It's really okay. Not. 
It is time travel, sir. Uh, Dark Moon Fair will be going live on Sunday. That is, of course, uh, one of my favorite events. Go get your pets. Go get your uh, profession bonus, skill points, etc., etc., etc. Go get your five million achievements. Um, March of the Tadpoles will be going live next week. I believe that one was Wednesday to Friday, but I can't be positive. Wednesday through Friday, uh, North America. Micro holidays. Um, it is the micro holiday. We will be going out to uh, Borean Tundra, and Nothing we will be about Borean. I love that uh, one. It was a good zone, and in fact, I, I okay. I want to tell you a deep dark secret. Um, <laughs> I still have not finished the Winterfin Murloc quests on really? any of my characters because because every time I go there, I always love to have like a little swarm of tiny Murlocs running around me. <laughs> All right, no, I still I have a that. I still have I the quest that. where you're trying to escort them in my quest log. So every time I zone into that area for whatever godforsaken reason, I have a swarm of tiny murlocs that come after me, uh, baby murlocs. Um, just because. That. Okay, um, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be an uh, interesting little event. It's going to take place uh, over in the western part of Orient Tundra. So we don't know exactly what's going on. So we're going to see. Um, and the big one, uh, Chris. Why don't you mention that one? The big, big one for next week. If you are interested in completing Broken Shore Pathfinder Part 2, this is I mean, is I'm not. I'm not, not interested at all. I, I know, really am the, not. The people that are, Demon Invasions kick off next week, uh, which is one of the... Requ you have to complete a Demon Invasion in each of the four leveling zones to unlock Legion Pathfinder Part 2. So if you are looking to get that done, they will kick off as of Tuesday in the States, Wednesday in Europe. Uh, so make sure you just jump in and get those done. We've already went through what they are in the past, so if you want a more in-depth information on what they actually are, listen to one of our previous episodes or have a look up on Wowhead. They're about maybe 15-20 minute events. Uh, and Give or take, in yeah. Random zones, and they're a lot of fun. Jump in that and get it done. All right, uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk uh, a little bit about the rest of the news that we might have be going on this week. Kevin, I know this one's a big one for you, so why don't you go ahead and talk about uh, the thing? So last week after the show, we were talking and Chris was insistent that we create a website. So we now have a website. The website is AzerothCTC.com. He sounds so enthusiastic, That's... does he not? <laughs> he, he is just so thrilled about it. Yes, folks, we do have a website. It is azerothctc.com. Uh, you can find links to all of our shows, and also we're going to be trying to do a little bit of midweek content, also uh, some short-form essays and just, you know, kind of discussion points, things like that. Uh, so we'll see how that all goes, uh, see if we actually have the time, inclination, or, you know, energy to actually bother doing it. Um Chris, I know this one's a big one for you. Why don't you go ahead and talk about the other thing? So for the people who are intending to go to BlizzCon this year, um, the first wave and second wave of tickets will be going on sale uh, first and second week of April. So we've got uh, the Wednesday sale, which will be April 5th. They will go live in the US and all over the world at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so have your F5 buttons ready to spam the hell out of those. And then the second wave will go live on the Saturday, Wednesday the 8th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The first wave is more designed around the U.S. client base and when the second one is more globally. So have yourself ready and good luck on getting your ticket. Oh. Um, 
so we had uh, a couple of bugs pop up this week uh, with the 7.2 launch. Um, one of them was the high level scaling. So that was real fun. Uh, if you played on launch day for 7.2 uh, on Tuesday, you might have noticed that uh, stuff was hitting a little harder. Did you little notice bit, that, Chris? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. What's that, Kevin? Although, in, mm-hmm. fair, in fairness, I was a demon hunter, so it didn't really hurt me in the first place. It, I, I was playing prot. I was a prot paladin the entire time. It didn't matter. I just go <laughs> in and drop matter. consecrate and smash hammers. Yeah, That's just, it. Just run in and uh, emulation aura and just sear everything down. It doesn't really matter. Um, so for the DPS, though, and the healers amongst us that were trying to level and do new stuff on the Broken Shore, uh, it was kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, there was a couple of really great uh, videos online uh, showing this specifically. Um, I'll have to dig them up and we'll throw them into the we'll throw them into the show notes in the description but uh basically you could sit there and you could target a mob you could go okay it has one million health you could take off a single piece of gear mouse over it again and suddenly it had half that much health because your eye level dropped that far wow so it's it was a big it's a kind of a big deal because eye level scaling is kind of frightening for them to go into just because that kind of opens up the i mean it, there's two sides to it especially from like a story standpoint on one side you have that story of you're getting more powerful you're killing everything and on the other side you have that story of just because you've gained more power doesn't mean your enemy has gotten any weaker kind of thing so it, it's interesting. They did eventually nerf it a little bit. Uh, they mentioned that there was a bug happening with it and that it was uh, adding way too much stuff, basically. The eye level it was scaling off of was kind of uh, funny. Um, so, yeah. Ones that I don't have any real knowledge about because I didn't do them, uh, Elisand and Trilex, Trilex uh, both had bugs associated with them. Uh, Chris, do you know a little bit more about those? Not a clue. Kevin? The Trilliax one was the one that I heard about where um, <clears throat> you would just instantly die uh, whether or not you were inside of the beam when he does the beam thingy in the middle. Oh, yeah, that's right. So whether right. you were touching the beam or whether you were not touching the beam, boom, you would just die. That but I think that that was only so night. much from Thursday. I was trying to explain that to you. And <laughs> like you were like, oh, no, we haven't had any bugs. <laughs> That explains so much from Irene. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and I know Elisan had a similar issue with, like, the rings or something like that, so. Um, I, there I was... just don't understand the regression defects. Like, that's what we call them in the biz is, you know, when you release a new release and you break something that wasn't broken previously. I'm sorry, but the amount... Chris, how many patches was there that for whatever fucking reason, broke the gunship and ICC, even when it was like... Uh, oh, oh, God, yes. Well, and, I, and, and, and my wife right now is leveling a character through Mists, and she is... Any quest that involves her to have to get into a vehicle and click a button inside of a vehicle, it disconnects her automatically every time. Weird. So, for people, is, who, for people who are unaware, there was a raid... There was a, there was a raid encounter called uh, the gunship back in Ice Cream Citadel. Um, from Cataclysm all the way through to the current expansion, almost every single patch, regardless if it was minor, regardless if it was a major content patch, broke that broke fucking something in encounter. 
Yep. Regardless of what um, it was, something in, in, in one case, you know, it was uh, the enemy gunship became invulnerable. In one case, your gunship was destroyed instantly. Um, there was one, I know there, there was were a one case where you couldn't actually use the cannons on the gunships. Gun uh, there was one case. I I think there might have been a case where the gun your gun sh your gun actually damaged your ship. Um, was, it has a case broken. where the vendor despawned and you couldn't actually get the rocket to jump on the other ship. Which doesn't matter anymore because you. It, you you finish it nowadays. You finish it faster than the role playing event can it's, even finish. It's because the guns scale off eye level. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's wow. For those of you who may not know, uh, and you know, here's a very technical term. Wow is built on spaghetti code. <laughs> it's a very technical term uh, that not a lot of people know about. But uh, for those really? of us. One of the main reasons that you'll never see vanilla zones in World of Warcraft ever again, because this, the code is spaghetti. Yes, um, everything is kind of a little crazy. They've built their own engine off of the original Warcraft 3 engine. so Which at if, the time was like 2002 at most. Yes, 2001, 2002. I think they began development in 2000 or 2002, I don't remember, uh, for World of Warcraft. But... Um, so yeah, the Warcraft World of Warcraft engine is originally based on the Warcraft 3 engine. So you have, I mean, they've built onto it as the years have gone on and they've improved it significantly, but you have to understand also that it's still made out of spaghetti code. Um, so you change one variable somewhere in the game, you are very likely to break some variable somewhere else in the game. Don't get me wrong, so, when Cataclysm came out, the it was practically a new engine, but it was still based off the Warcraft Three engine. It was practically a new engine, but it was still the Warcraft Three spaghetti code. It's ninety. It's a ninety-nine percent new engine. It's a ninety-nine percent new in engine, but the problem is that there still is that little bit of core that's based off of that one percent. Um. So that kind of explains why things keep breaking regressively, Kevin. If you if you weren't aware of it. Okay. That that's one of the reasons why things break regressively all the time. And wow. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Oh my god. So I know that you uh you encountered a bug with the Cinetax and uh the Order Hall yes. champions earlier, Kevin. So Cinetax, this is an area of the Broken Shore where you can get those nether crystal thingies and people are farming it like crazy because they want the um eight sixty five or the eight eighty gear that you can buy off the vendors. So, um, you know, in that area, there's a gunship or there's some kind of a crazy spaceship above you and it's calling down minions for you to kill. Um, and people have been noticing a bug where if you have an order hall champion with you and that order hall champion interacts with or hits or touches one of the mobs that you're trying to fight, the nameplate will turn gray, which means you're not going to get credit if you kill it and you're not going to be able to be able to loot it. Um, so far, yeah. <clears throat> and it's, um, I guess it's a known bug in game because people are now creating pre-made groups that says, you know, sin attacks fighting do not have an order hall champion is the name of the group. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, it's pretty much unplayable right now until they fix that bug because there's just so much nonsense going on and craziness. And if you're in a raid group or in, there's just people around you that even if they're alliance in your alliance, you'll just see nameplates randomly turn gray and not be able to loot the corpses and kind of, you know, it defeats the purpose of doing any of the farming. So 
I would probably just recommend staying away from that for now until they fix that bug. And then, you know, it should be game on from that point on. Uh, Chris, that reminds me of how it used to be with hunters where their pets couldn't actually contribute to a kill, really. Oh, that was annoying as fuck. Bear so I was when, a hunter at the time. So when your pet killed something and you didn't damage it, if you had forgotten to damage the the mob, you actually could not loot the mob and you got no quest credit or anything for yeah, it. Yeah, so. it was one of the most annoying things in the world. I'm really glad they've redesigned the pet system to essentially yeah. mean that the pet is an extension, an extension of, the hunter, of you. Yeah. But it was so annoying back in the day. No, it's yeah. essentially just that that issue coming back to light through the Order Hall camp, uh, champions. Yeah. All right, so uh, this week, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to go over a little bit of uh, the history of gating. Uh, it's a brief history of gating. Um, so gating is a mechanic that companies have used, uh, video game companies especially, have used for decades um, to basically slow down the pace of the game. Uh, would you agree with that, gentlemen? Completely, 100%. Uh, Chris, would you agree with that? I said yes. Oh, Kevin, would you agree with that? Um, sort of. I don't okay. know if it's done to slow the game down or just to spread the content out over a longer period of time. Um, but, but it's both of or, those feed back into each other. I guess the other th the other way that you could look at it is it could be you know making sure that you are at a certain level, either skill wise or level wise or power level wise, to reach the next tier of content. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm going to disagree with you just because it it all kind of feeds back into itself. Um, you know, you take the content slow. You, you know, you have to take the con. You know, you take the con take your time to. They make you take the time to enjoy the content. Air quotes intended completely. Um, but at the same time, what they're doing is they're also delaying you from continuing on with the content. Now, the thing is with gating of content. That there's a lot of different ways you can gate content, and WoW has gone through pretty much every single one of them. Um, so uh, the earliest, the earliest gating, gating stuff that Blizzard did um, is going to be the key system, the attunement system, resist. Those three are the the earliest ones. Those started. Those are the three that we dealt with back in vanilla. So you had three methods of gating you, you know you might not agree with calling these gating but you know they kind of are gating in their own little way so you had keys gating in its earliest form in its earliest form you had keys attunements and resist so or our item based gating um item based gating uh is like um let's say Cindragosa. not Cindragosa. um Ragnaros. yeah Cindra no no well rag um rag um viscidus um Huhuran, um Oh God! Uh, what was the fight in BWL? Uh, the the shadow uh the shadow dragons. Yeah, uh, um, I think even Hakar needed some resist as well. Hakar did, in fact, require some resist. I think it was shadow resist. Um, but yeah, um, so you had these resists, and if your group didn't have a critical mass of resistance on the average player, you weren't going to complete the content. So it, it's a form of and artificial why? slash organic gating because it why would prevent because it would prevent you from continuing the content unless without, you went you did this specific thing. Without that resist gear on bosses like Ragnaros, 
I'm like, because back in the day, fire effects would do more damage if you had uh, low fire Negative resistance. resistance. But if you had fire resist gear, it would scale the damage down significantly. So mechanics like uh, Ragnaros uh, had a lot of fire mechanics that would reduce on damage depending on your fire resistance number. Uh, so to actually complete the dungeon, you need to actually get the kill. You needed a high level of fire resist gear. I don't think that that's gating because you could say the same thing about DPS on bosses in Nighthold. If you don't have enough DPS, you can't kill the boss in time before it it enrages. It is a form of gating. That's the thing. It is is a form of gating. DPS checks are a form of gating. If you you don't have enough DPS, then you shouldn't be doing that content. That's a form of gating. Patchwork, Razor Gore, Veil Straws. Those are all... And the current tier. And the Krosis and the current tier. Those were all considered gear checks. Those were fight, well, not not really Razor Gore, but Veilstraws, Patchwork, and we'll say Croesus. Those three fights are all DPS checks. They require your group to be geared to a certain point and be able to output a certain amount of damage to allow you to continue on. All right? So it is a form of gating. That's why I said earlier with the resist things, the item-based gating, it's kind of... It's it's kind of controversial to call it gating, but it really is gating. Yeah, it's gating in its most basic early form. It's yes, and not... it's it's a natural progression gating. It's yeah, progression completely. gating. So it, it's natural. You know, you're going to come across a fight that's going to be harder. So you know, your your team has to strive better. That's perfectly fine. That's just how yeah. gating goes. That's that's how gating should be at its very core. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is keys. Um, for those of you who may not know, like Mr. Kevin over here, we used to have a key ring. In fact, oh, the uh, key ring. yeah. So we used to gain, gain, gather keys in the world that would get us into certain locations or do certain things like, um, Stratholm, uh, Stratholm was one of them. Uh, Scolomance, Ubers, Molten Core, places like that. And, well, Molten Core and Ubers were more of attunements, but Ubers still required you to have the, uh, necklace yeah, in your bag itself, yeah yeah so uh molten core was more of an attunement how did you uh, get the keys so the either they were quest chains like long really involved in-game quest chains like or they were um, just random drops or they were just a random drop uh very unfrequently infrequently were they random drops most of the time they were directly pulled from a uh, uh a quest chain that you would do like uh the dracosath quest chain uh, for Ubers and for BWL. Getting your BWL attunement required you to go through Ubers. Yeah. Going through Ubers required you to go through Lower Black Rock Spire. Going through Lower Black Rock Spire required you to, I think, didn't you have to do BRD to get into Lower Black Rock Spire? Is this where we're talking about the Karazhan key? <laughs> oh, no, we're not even talking about Karazhan. We're talking about just getting into BWL. Oh, God. Blackwing Lair. Um, it was a very long... Uh, Blackwing Lair was the second tier... Uh, of raids in the game um and it required so it required a pretty long quest chain it was a very epic quest chain um and i'm sad that that quest chain no longer exists because it was uh absolutely fantastic uh watching uh lady katrina prester by the way spoiler alert guys 10 year old spoiler alert watching lady katrina prester turn into anixia inside of the stormwind uh royal hall well uh, was and- amazing uh uh, Olvar Four Dragon. Dragon were still just standing there was pretty awesome. Uh, and then watching her respawn seconds later as Katrina Presser. Yes, that was a bit depressing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it was a very long epic question. It was fantastic. Um, that was an example of a good gating, a key gating, because it required you to go through this whole chain and it you naturally progressed you through the game. 
yeah, you got a lot of content out of it. Uh, attunements, it's the exact same thing. So, you know, you would go and you do your old Karazhan attunement, which required you to get your Karazhan key. Um, and all this other stuff. And Although, let, you, let's let's agree that the Karazhan attunement chain was, like, one of the exceptions difficult. that was, like, let's never repeat that. Yeah, let's not go back to the Karazhan <laughs> chain. It was kind of a pain in the ass. Um, kind of? Yeah, a little bit of a pain in the ass. Um, so... Or like Hajal. Hajal and Black Temple were both fantastic attunement chains. Those were both Burning Crusade. Um, to attune yourself to Hajal, you needed to uh, gather the vials of water from the Well of Eternity. From Serpent Shrine and... No, that was Black Temple. Black, Black Temple, Temple attunement. Black Temple attunement required you to go back in time. So there was a game and story related reason why you went back to this raid why you mm -hmm. went to this raid that was current content um which was hey you got to travel back in time because the only other vial of this water doesn't exist anymore uh and it also took you into serpent train cavern because lady vaj uh illidan's lieutenant uh held one of the vials of the well of eternity of water um That's so it, it gets a lore crazy yeah, it gets a little more crazy. So that whole thing was an attunement chain you went through to allow you into the Black Temple. Um, and that was good. It was great. It was I didn't mind it. I hated when we got a new raider and we had to go all the way back to SSC and Karazhan and everything else oh, and start the attunement chain all over again. Fun. No, it was not. And it happened very often in BC, but it just happened. Was it was just what it was. Was that something that he could have went through on his own? Or no, you needed you a full raid of 25 people to do it. Yep, you, wow. needed, you needed a full 25-man so raid to go you, and do that. If you were like on the boss just before Illidan, which was, I want to say, the Mage Council? Uh, yes, it was Mage Council. So if you were, if your guild as a whole was progressing on, Mage, progressing on Mage Council and your main tank dropped out, you got a replacement tank, but he had not touched anything bef uh, after Karazhan, you had to take him through everything. Before you could even enter Black Temple. Yep. So yeah, you had to dedicate that a raid. Like it's a bit too much. You had to dedicate a raid a raid week to going back and doing the old content because some of the content it got. Um, you remember having to sit through Hyjal for five million years for trash? <laughs> oh yep. yeah. Yeah. So it, it, some of them were very pain, big, huge pains in the asses. Um, that's that's keys attunements and like item based uh, gear checks. All right. So those are the three most basic forms of gating that you're going to deal with. Um, other forms of gating that Blizzard has introduced um, is the two ones that they've introduced and kind of dropped off of as the time has gone by. Um, you must complete this instance on normal before attempting heroic. That uh, was introduced in I uh, Wrath. Wrath. Was... It was Wrath. It was Wrath because Wrath was the first one to have like real heroic raids. Yeah. First heroic raid um, was Trial of the Champion. Yep. So uh, you had to complete the normal version of the raid on normal before you could go into heroic and that was a spectacular pain in the ass sometimes like some your guild might be geared enough to go in but it's like oh hey we've just wasted a lockout and a raid night going back and doing normal because somebody wasn't attuned for heroic bear in mind back then you could actually do normal and heroic and so it was normal 10 normal 25 heroic 10 heroic 25 you could do all four of those in one raid lockout back in the back in the day and get gear yep. from all four of them which sucked yeah i actually liked having a life Especially with uh, th uh, Trial of the Champion, because it was like five uh, bosses in each. It was... Yep. I, I got to the point where we were clearing all four in one night. It was not fun. No, it's not. Um, the other one that they introduced, and, and in fact, they introduced in Wrath also, 
uh, was the attempts system. Um, and that one was Trial of the Crusader. <laughs> was Trial of the Crusader. Uh, you had 50 wipes. It was on a Nubarak, wasn't it? Uh, I believe it was. Wasn't it? The, no, it was the whole thing. Yeah, for Heroic, it was the whole thing. Heroic, it was the whole thing. Yeah. Normal, it didn't. Normal, it didn't have a... Did it? I can't remember. Whatever. Um, but on Heroic mode, for Trial of the Champion, you had to... Or Trial of the Crusader. You had 50 attempts. If you wiped... 25 or 50 times, whatever it was, um, you got locked out of the whole instance. You could not go back in so until the next raid to lock the first out. Boss, that was like, you couldn't do anything else. Yep. You had to go back next week and do it again, um, which was a spectacular pain in the ass. They've brought this back periodically. I think they did this through like Shao Hao or Throne Radin, of Thunder or something. Uh, Rodin, yeah. Sinestra. Yeah, so they, they, it's something they've brought in, but they mostly only use it for like challenge bosses now. Yeah. Um, like and then there's old bosses. Yeah. And then just old fashioned sleepy town story time gating, which is what we're currently kind of going through right now. Um, that's and that it's also a, a good example is also the Suramar insurrection storyline. Yeah. Um, but there's two different. They, both the Suramar insurrection storyline and this represent two completely separate sides of the same coin. So Suramar storyline was fantastic because it was a natural progression. You, f When you ended that week's worth of quests, you felt like, okay, we need time to regroup. We need to go out. We need, we need, to, we need to fall back to Meridol. We need to fall back to Shalaran. And we need to gather our forces before we assault again. Um, I did not mind the Suramar insurrection gating. What was no, it? it, um, it nine it made, weeks of it? Nine weeks. It made sense from a lore standpoint. You, you had a successful attack or a successful defensive mission and you pulled back rebuilt your strength and moved on the next week it made complete sense story-wise yeah and it, it does it, it helps also that the content in legion itself was still fresh at the time yeah because seven, so, 715 came out uh, very, 7 1 and 715 came out very quickly yeah, so you had but you had this insurrection storyline that came out in 715, and you also had the regular Suramar storyline that came out that was in there before it, too. So you had all this stuff that was very kind of linked in together. But the thing is that the content was still very fresh in still fresh to us as players. Um 7.2, we're what, six months into the game now? Uh, no, eight. Eight. Almost, almost eight. Almost eight, geez. We're almost eight months into the game because was it, what August? August it came out end of August. It is eight months. We're pretty much eight months at this point into the game, uh, into Legion, and the thing is that there's a lot of burnout relating to doing the same world quests every day. I come out and I go do my circuit and I get all this order hall, I get all this AP, I get this other junk. And it's like okay, I'm done. I don't want to do my emissary anymore. Screw this. I'm going to go play something else. Um. You've got a lot of issues like that. The game has been out for a while. Um, mm -hmm. The content is not as evergreen as hoped for. I would, my personal belief is that the content is not as evergreen as it should be. Um, but it would be very difficult to make it very evergreen. Um, and you have this launch like 7.2 where it, they hype this thing up so heavily, but they don't really give you the timeline for it. And then it launches, yeah. and you've got 45 minutes worth of content before you have to wait for next week. And they didn't and actually announce the gating timeline until after 7.2 launched, and then we realized, right, so we have 
maybe a week's worth of content spread out over 11 weeks. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you've been uh, awful quiet. You got anything to say, buddy? I don't mind the gating in Legion. I know you guys are going to complain about this, but um, the week-by-week stuff, I mean, when when this came out in Suramar, um, you know, I, I was a little bit upset because, number one, I hadn't completed it in a bunch of weeks, and I had to, like, run a bunch of the quests back to back to back and that kind of you know sucked um but you know it's it's kind of nice having content spread out and you know you be able to do that over a period of time uh because we know that the raid for tomb of sargeras isn't going to come out anytime soon so it's no, we nice didn't to know have that. something to do in between then we oh didn't we didn't know, know that, that though we did know that no, no we, we didn't, didn't know that. they literally to... did not tell us when tomb of sargeras was going sargeras was going to launch they did not but tell how us how many of you guys thought that it was going to come out immediately when 7.2 dropped well, nine times out of ten that is the case when the raid patch comes out the raid locks that unlocks that week or the week after that's how it's always been so it, okay, well this, it was long story short it was kind of divisive whether whether they let us know about that or not, I, I don't think it really matters. I think that it's nice to have something to do in the downtime between when the patch dropped and when the uh, raid becomes available. I, I can see that. But at the same time, what you also have to understand is that Blizzard has said this himself. Greg Street, I believe, mentioned this on many occasions. That would be Ghostcrawler, oh, who used to be the, yeah. the, the, the former uh, game developer. For yep, lead developer, game developer. Lead game developer for the game. Um, Greg Street himself mentioned several times that players are consuming content at a rate that is exponentially faster than past expansions. So the problem is, is that players are going through stuff so fast, they literally cannot keep up. Blizzard cannot keep up putting content out. So what they do is they then introduce gating. So what they're doing is they're forcing the players to slow down, which is their prerogative. That's their prerogative. The problem is, is that they I don't feel like they've been as transparent as they could have been uh, with this stuff. If I had known, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to gate like 90 percent of the new content for this uh, that could come out up to 11 weeks away. Um. If they're told uh, us in advance, then fine. I've been a little fine. Yeah. But okay. Because we didn't know what the gating timetable was until after 7.2 actually launched. I was a bit peeved. I'm still a bit peeved about it, to be totally I, honest. I was disappointed that I didn't get the clarification about it in the beginning. I'm okay with gating. It's like one of those things that gating I ultimately. A good thing. It, it saves the player from its from themselves. Yeah, because if you remember back in Wrath of the Lich King, when gating didn't really exist in regards to raiding, people were clearing ice. People were clearing Ulduar, Throne of Thunder on all difficulties, uh, not Throne of Thunder, uh, Trial of the Crusader on all difficulties every single reset, and it was just burning people out. Stuff like gating stops stuff like that. Gating is not a bad thing. Well, maybe they should make the game harder. You know, I think that Nighthold uh, did a good okay, job of that. Discussion. That's this. this I mean, okay, I'm just going to well, tell you, this is a very divisive Chris, discussion amongst I, the I community. I think the the f- the simple fact that we're both not ten out of ten in heroic in our guilds is a-, a good thing. You know, it's taken us time. It's taken us, you know, extra players and to you know get geared more in order to do more content. I'm gonna That's say right thing. now we're not ten out of ten because we've had so many people dropping out 
we'd be 10 out of 10 if we didn't have people dropping out and having to regear people and it's i'll be honest with the content you. being harder or more easy the I, game is as hard as it's always been we've just learned how to actually play the game and actually get through the content vanilla mechanics were very very basic it was move out of this move out of that very very basic stuff uh, your tank have, gets stunned switch yeah. tanks yeah the mechanics we have now in nighthold is some of the most complicated mechanics we've ever had but because people are actually improving, I played this game for 12 fucking years. I understand how basic raid mechanics work. That is what's making it easier for me to get through the content. Not the fact that the game is getting easier, but the fact that I'm improving as a player. That's what's blinding people saying, oh, the game's getting so easy, this, that, and this. No, the game's as hard as it's ever been, if not harder. You're just actually getting better at the game. Sorry, ran over. Um, so that's a, that's a very divisive argument within the community is the thing. Um, because, you know, mechanically, the game is harder than it's ever been. Okay, the, the, the mechanically, from a mechanical standpoint, the game is harder than it's ever been. From a standpoint of just the functionality, the boss's health versus your damage, the game is easier than it's ever been. Okay, like your damage versus the boss's health. It's easy. Like if the boss was a patchwork fight, these fights would be getting killed every single every single day. Basically, the, every, every the, the day the it entire, launched, they would be dead. The mythic raid, if it was a patchwork fight, would be cleared in one day. If, if every fight was a patchwork fight and a patchwork fight is if for those of you who may not know what that is, the patchwork was a boss in the original Nax and the re-release of Nax in Wrath of the Lich King um, in it. Pat, pat, uh, patchwork is whole deal is you stand him still the raid takes a dip in the acid goo that puts you at half health and the only people who get healed basically are your tanks because what he does is he only basic attacks the main tank and then also attacks the next closest next highest health target near the main tank which is why everybody went to half health. Um, and he hits both of those people at the same time, basically. And that's it. You stand there, and you heal your tank, and you damage him. There's no mechanics involved with the fight whatsoever, besides he hits the next highest health person. So that is what's considered the ultimate dream fight for a DPS, because you literally just stand there and spam everything, because you don't have to worry about mechanics in the slightest. Um... So in in a patchwork fight, everything is super easy. Like if 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 you put Mythic Gul'dan as a patchwork fight, phase transitions and everything. You know he actually had multiple phases where you know he or Elison Elison is a perfect example where she heals herself back up. You would still have the easiest fight ever because just because of how scaling has gone on with damage versus a boss health and our health and things like that. What makes the fights difficult is the mechanics, and the mechanics aren't particularly new. A lot of these are mechanics that we've dealt with before. There are like, seven basic mechanics of raid encounters, and they've always just been seven basic mechanics. It's just new takes on those seven mechanics. So it's not a matter of raids of, of the game becoming easier. And I say this as somebody who has played way too much wow and you and i have both played for 12 years uh, give we've or take yeah breaks, yep. but we've both been there since vanilla 
and I have a very long history of playing before of other games before this. I played Star Wars Galaxies. I played FF11. I played Ragnarok Online. I played Ultima Online. So it's like I, I do have a history of this, and it's it's the fact that the public, the people who play are simply getting better. They're getting used to the mechanics. They're getting used to how this works. So the complexity has to ratchet up every time. Um, and that in and of itself is, you know, a, a, a mechanic check is also a form of a gated content. It's like you, you have to figure out how to do it. But that's a, that's, that's a basic that's form of content. Gating. That's, yeah, that's I, natural gating. I don't gating think that, that that's gating. I think that no, that's playing the game. No, it that is. That's natural gating. The thing is, is that everything in an MMO can be broken down into gated content. Like when you ultimately, if you break it down to its finite pieces, Le- leveling one from level one to one hundred and ten is gating. It's natural content gating, and that's fine because that's just how it happens. That's just that's that's just that's that's how a game works. From Dungeons and Dragons to WoW to Dark Souls to Harvest Moon. Okay, and RuneScape at this point. RuneScape is ultimately about that. Everything. But the thing is, is that, is it transparent gating? Like, you know that when you reach level 20, you get a mount. You're told that a million times. This is the thing that I don't like about it, especially in Mm -hmm. Nighthold, is that, you know, there is, you know, DPS gating on certain bosses. And we shouldn't have to have LB go out to a website to say, how much DPS do we need to do on average to get this boss down before it starts to enrage and kills the rest of the raid? So, you know, it, it stinks in that, you know, yeah, we know that we need to be powerful. We know that we need to be geared up and have all the best gear and be eye level, whatever. But, you know, it's not clear how many people you need or how much DPS you need without going through these complicated website, whatever he's doing to check it. But that's to when it comes. Make down sure we can get down, get the boss down. That's when it comes down to: Are you a hardcore raider or are you more of a casual raider? Because well, if you're a casual the- raider, you just jump in and do it. You just you just smack your face against the wall until you get it done. If you're well, a hardcore Aubrey- raider, you min max everything. If you're hardcore into heroic raiding, you will go a base. You will go the most efficient comp humanly possible yeah, to make so, sure you can get that kill. So, uh, Chris, I'll I'll break it down to you very simply. When we log in at the at our raid time and we have thirteen people there, mm-hmm. all right, and it's you know we have the right people to go into raid. We have DPS, we have healers, we have tanks, and I I would like to know you know mechanically is it well dps wise is it possible for us to even kill some of these bosses and like we got to a point where you know lb is saying you know we basically can't kill any other bosses tonight because we don't have the dps to be able to kill them before they're in rage timers and that sucks to kind of get to that point where you're like well i guess we can't do anything until we either get more dps people into the guild or we go and do something else like fishing now but that's now, reading. I, 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 that, that's, that's reading. But the thing is, is that, that that's what marks you as you all as a casual guild because you're keeping your 13 people. Okay? If you were min-maxing that, if you were being hardcore about that, you would be benching three people. You would bench your three lowest DPS or two DPS and a healer, whatever it was. You would bench them to go in as a 10-man group because 10-man is the most efficient way to go into it. 
I would because of how health scaling is the most efficient way to go into it. 14 is very efficient also. But like when you want to get down to brass tacks, you take your best of the best in as a 10-man group. Or you go in as a 14-man group. You go up, you go to a 14 or a 15-man group. But that's where that's the difference between min-maxing hardcore regardless of difficulty. If you're a hardcore normal guild, you're still min-maxing for that normal uh, progression back bracket. If you're a hardcore heroic guild, you're min-maxing for that uh, her progression bracket. But uh -huh. you, will, you will be benching people who are not hitting the caps you need to make sure you get that, that, that kill. But if you're a casual player like my guild, like your guild, you'll just go in with the group you have. If you don't kill it, oh well, hit your wall until you do, or... You move, you, you move on and do other things. Well, it, it would be nice to know if, A, it's feasibly possible for us to get the boss down, and if not, figure out if there's something else for us to do, or figure out if there's anything that we can do to get the players who are not at that level up to the point where they can be ready to take on that extra content, then, myself included. Then join a heroic, heroic hardcore guild. But that's, that's not the thing. Like, if, the if thing, there's though. a few players... If there's a few players, like let's say there's a few players that are not hitting their DPS level, what can we do to help them besides dying to a boss 20 times in order for us to have fun? Maybe right. what we could have get, done instead get them to is... Improve, get them to improve their stat weights, get them to refine their rotation, or bench them. Those are your three options. But the, I don't or think it's always it. clear. Like, it's not even... Like, right now, I just hit, like, eye level 888 or if something you, like that. If you I, log your raid, I, won't I can even tell know. you exactly who's fucking up. If you Warcraft logs your raid, I can tell you exactly <laughs> who's fucking up without a problem. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is to bring the players up <laughs> instead of putting them on the bench and but, saying bad boy. Okay, so you are... You're, you're, you're saying that the when they moved from bring the player, not the class... All right. The problem is okay. So this was this was an issue that WoW used to face. It used to be bring the class, not the player. Classes had specific roles that they were defined in doing, and they had a specific utility that they brought only. All right, that was what it was. So you brought a shaman if you were horde. You brought five paladins if you were alliance because they brought specific things. You brought a dwarf to the raid. priest to Anexia because it had fear ward. That was the only reason you brought one. That made them better. So, Chris, the, the point that I'm making is, is that gated content is good. I like the fact that there's gating. I don't like the fact that gating is invisible in that it's difficult for us to tell if we're going to go against a boss, if we can actually kill it or not without us dying a bunch of times. And then, you know, to combat that problem, I would want to know, like, how can we take one person or two people in the guild who are underperforming and figure out exactly what we need to do to help them get the gear to be able to get the boss down the next night? And so, really answered to, that question, though. You he just Warcraft said that. Warcraft logs Min -max, to find out we have, what they're doing We have the Warcraft Okay, shh, shh, shh. Quiet, but chillins, quiet. This is, this is even a... This is even a problem with myself, Chris. Like, I'm hitting a wall where I'm at eye level 888. I have no idea what I need to do to increase my eye level or what I need to get to so, make my eye level better. In that case, it's not... And so I just don't play the game. It's not a matter <laughs> of finding if your eye level is better. It's trying to figure out what stat weights, like, based on your stat weights, where you need to go for your secondaries at that point. Or where you need to improve your... Spell your is your ma is your mana is your mana dump efficient? Is your mana pool at the same health health point as the bosses? Is and your the, is your he is your heals 
getting people up to full health, getting the tanks up to full health and when you need it. Chris, the thing is, is that you and I have got a decade of experience doing this. Do you remember what it was like when you first started? Oh my god, I remember trying to melee things as a hunter when I was spec Beastmaster. I remember trying to figure out, well, why can't we kill this guy? Why, why couldn't we kill, it was Golmag or somebody. We couldn't figure out why we couldn't kill Golmag in Molten Core. I and remember the first time I went to Molten Core and I just ran out the trash thinking, oh, look at me. Not realizing it, it, I was a hunter and I couldn't tank we, we're We're sitting here talking about this like Kevin has the same experience that we do or the, has had the same experiences we do we have to remember that he doesn't like the information and the knowledge that we've gleaned has come over a long period of time it's stuff we fought for we dug for it we tried to find the information i Once can look at a raid went into it yeah and I, I i can look at a raid i can look at a recount uh i can rec look at a recount log for a wipe and i can tell you what's wrong like if i know roughly how the tiers are working for the current for the current for the classes i can go okay well this person's kind of overperforming this one's not performing what killed this guy oh he moved during flame breathe you know i can sit there and tell you that kind of thing not everybody can do that We're, we have to realize that the knowledge the, what we have not everybody else does yeah and the thing is is that it takes add-ons it takes websites it, it takes all this other jazz that is nowhere in the actual game itself to know what you need to do or how you can improve or what you know, what mythic dungeon you have to run to get this piece of gear to make you better. All of that is like hidden and takes all this extra research that is unnecessary. And well, somehow like you they to need tell, to bake that information into like the game. I would like you to tell me one MMO where all of that information is on the client. I would now, like you to tell me one MMO. I, I don't have an MMO. Well, this is the MMO I play and because I haven't played no one since MMO, EverQuest. So. No MMO exists where all that information is there. MMOs take third-party clients. MMOs need add-ons. MMOs need websites. That's just how the MMO has always worked. So that's may, maybe maybe Blizzard has in you know put the gating into the game to help with this problem. So instead of having you you know go into a normal or go into a heroic you know raid instance, um, you know and being undergeared or not having the correct eye level or whatever. Uh, maybe that's why they put some of this in there in the first that, place. That kind of dials back to what I mentioned before. They're saving the players from themselves. Gating is good. Okay. It's not inherently good or bad is the thing. There, it's, There's not an inherent difference. Right. It's good if done right in the right situation. So my, I guess my point is, is that there's, there's an invisible wall in gating. You know, there's invisible gates. There's bad, is what I'm noticing. Yeah, there's bad gating where it's so frustrating um that you clear the content and then there's nothing to do and it's just insanely frustrating but then there's good gating where it helps you actually improve as a player to hit that wall that you need to actually kill something yeah i mean it would it would be nice to hit the invisible wall and then you know tell someone okay you can go do this or go do that and by the time they get there the next week they're more powerful and then we can kill the boss the next week but the thing is though I, is that they can't hold your hand all the time but exactly. the thing is at the same time they okay. can't not hold your hand all the time they have to give you some direction right so i think right, well we, we, we have we've sat here and rambled for 40 minutes about this by the way boys it's a good yeah, we, i think yeah. it was a good discussion though i got a little good. heated 
Gotta it was look good at back. It. It, thing is, it was good back and forth, diversing opinions and criticism on all points. So I think it was a good discussion. Yeah, I mean, and, ultimately, I want you know less invisible gating. I want there to be things to do that will I can feel like I can do them and improve my eye level and come back the next week and be a better player. You know, some something to feel like I'm not hitting the same brick wall over and over again. Yeah, I can get that. Um, right. I I would I would love to have more transparency in how things are presented, but at the same time, I also understand that uh, if you have more transparency, uh, your more hardcore, nostalgic older players are going to complain about everything being catered to the casuals and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, I've so got that's... the exact same opinion as Chris. More transparency, but it will just cause more drama in the long run if there was more transparency always does so boys we're gonna go ahead and jump off of that um do y'all have any uh things you don't want done this week are we okay i'll, now? I'll do it don't do that okay I go ahead. don't do that but yeah. i got one okay so in the um uh, arena runs that i was mentioning earlier uh mages don't polymorph me constantly just don't do that <laughs> you're a healer that's always I, gonna happen honey <laughs> you know I was just getting turned into a frog left and right. I think it was a frog. I don't know. It was there. There was a, it was very frantic. I don't know what I was getting turned into. Maybe a sheep. Um, but just don't do that. I don't understand how that's fair. Okay. I, I know that I have trinket and I can get out of the polymorph, but and diminishing returns. You know, I yeah. was just constantly getting polymorphed and I couldn't heal LB and I was getting frustrated. So you're so getting frustrated, but you need to remember that this is actually better this is so much better than it used, used to be because this is after this is diminishing returns are a thing so like the more you get polymorphed the less the duration will be of each polymorph eventually until day, it comes to the it point was, where it's immune yeah back in the day it was still a, every single time you got polymorphed it was the full seven seconds hmm? every single time wow. healers yep. were constantly pulled and back in pandaria specifically because i remember this there was so many issues about people complaining about PvP is nothing but crowd control. You have no control over your character if you're doing PvP, pretty much. Especially uh, if you're a healer. Um, yeah. Um, but it's got a lot better since then. Significantly better. You are. What was the uh, What was the combo? RMP, Rogue Mage RM, Priest. Rogue Mage Priest. It was not fun. Because that was all I, CC. It was saps we, and mind controls and everything. I remember else. back in Pandaria, we did Holy Paladin, Feral Druid, and Beastmaster Hunter. The amount of crowd control we had in that combination was insane. Sounds like Beast Cleave, almost. It's essentially what it was. We CC'd the fuck out of the healer and just AoE'd the hell out of the two DPS constantly. That's what, And we got through Challenger without a problem. It was, it was a lot of fun, but it was really unfun for the people we were playing against. Yep. So regressive game design. Yay! Uh, Chris, any, uh, anything you'd like to tell people um, not to do this week? My sole free week is just don't be an asshole in five-man dungeons. Uh, it comes down to the point you've made a couple of times about item-level requirements in Mythic Dungeons. And yeah. I am almost an I'm 900 eye-level geared demon hunter that is getting refused baseline Mythics. Oh. Uh, like, I don't need anything from this gear. From this, from these dungeons, I'm just well, trying I'm, to get. I'm just that trying to could get also be the done. reason they're kicking you out of the group. I've had some people who have joined my mythic rating group of a plus two or a plus one, and they're like nine seventeen. They come in, they troll, they leave, and then we're stuck. Yeah, but those people are assholes, and they're not very common. Most of the not representative based... of the entire player base. Yeah, exactly. It's 
you are more likely to get a good player than you are to get an asshole in the generalization of it all. Um, something, something, something. Wrong, Donald Trump poison Skittles. I don't know. Yeah, the, the the issue is that people are just assuming that everyone is a troll. Now, don't get me wrong. My life, my whole ideology in life is that everyone is an asshole until they prove otherwise. But at the same time, it's like, I want to get some content done. So, you know, let's just jump in and do this shit. And then never see each other again. <laughs> my whole ideology is to troll the hell out of everybody. So I am that guy. I'm You're not. The worst. I'm not. I don't do um, I don't do content, so I can't troll other people. No, I know. But uh, essentially, I'm just you know, don't assume. Oh, he's a high eye level. He's obviously coming in to, to troll stuff. No, I'm just bored, and I want to do some dungeons. I don't want to stress and do mythic pluses. I just want to do some baseline stuff. I'm just, I'm just here for some AP. I'm just here for yeah. some cheap AP. I'm just here to get some cheap AP and just slack for the night. Don't be a dick about it. Nope. Um, That's my salt free. <laughs> I, I, I would like to say don't do world quests with Kevin. That's all. That's it. Uh, gentlemen, do you have uh, anything to add for the end of the show? No. Uh, you're an asshole. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, final thought. No, I, I have no final thoughts. Chris, final thought. Um, gating is good if done correctly. But there's a lot of places that in WoW's past that hasn't been done correctly. Let's just hope in the future they learn from what they've done and they do it right. All right. And uh, my final thought is uh, you must go collect 10 bear asses to enter Karazhan. Uh, with that, uh, we are going to go ahead and end the show for y'all this week, this Saturday, April the 1st. Uh, this is the show. Uh, if you want to talk to us during the week, we are on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. We are manning it constantly. We are always on Twitter waiting for you with bated breath uh, just to talk to us. Please talk to us. Kevin is at SwingCat with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag, and I am at Gavril underscore ET. Uh, if you want to find us in the game, they're on the Dollar End server. The chat channel is ACTC. Uh, you can email the show at AzerothCTC at gmail.com. Please email us. Uh, our website is www.azerothctc.com uh, and shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever it is, Google Play. I don't care. We just want to hear from you. We want to hear what you're talking about. That's or, gonna be or friend uh -huh. us if you have a rap song that you want to share with us on SoundCloud. And Good with Lord. that, we, we are gonna go, boys. Say goodbye. Goodbye, boys. Bye.